oh man, really want to go on a tangent about how much I love Jacinda just then, but no, that's not, <laughs> that's not where the I was going. Um, okay, so, um, who was here last week? Kind of like a good chunk of people, awesome. So last week, Alana um, brought this beautiful word, um, we were in the, the end of the book of James, which was talking about prayer. And Lanza was talking about how um, the kind of prayer that is described in that part of James is, a, is kind of about this communion with God, this abiding with God, that there are some words for prayer that mean petition, so it's kind of like this one-way thing where we're throwing things at God and um, petitioning God's heart, but that that kind of prayer was about um, abiding with God, a kind of reciprocity, um, a sort of breathing out and breathing in, um, a speaking and being spoken to, um, and probably about a year and a half ago, I um, was praying one day and had this kind of picture of life with God being like um, giving someone a homie, that we like come close to the face of God, and that the idea with homie is that um, you kind of share the same breath, that um, one person breathes out and the other person breathes that in, and there's that cycle, and that... Um, that kind of intimacy and um, knowing God and, and closeness is what God really longs to have with us, his, his children, his people. Um, and so, yeah, we have scripture. We have, um, we have the word of God that is um, the Bible, and we have the word of God that is Jesus, that is Jesus um, isn't just kind of um, a mirror image of God, but actually was God. And so I guess something that I was thinking about this week, particularly as we're in Hebrews, it's um, it's kind of a complicated book in the Bible. It's like you read it and you're like, oh, there's actually a lot going on here. And I kind of became aware that um, sometimes if we approach Scripture, um, Sometimes we can be dissuaded from approaching scripture because we're afraid we're not going to understand it. It's like, oh, that's a bit scary. Oh, that might make me think, heck, I don't know the answers to this. And we kind of want to distance ourselves from that. It can go in the too hard basket because we're like, oh, if I read that, I'm not going to be able to understand it. So I just won't read it. And I think that there is a place for... Um, Seeking knowledge, and I think that's important. But the thing that I want to kind of emphasize tonight is that um, scripture is a living word, and that um, we can read that and um, trust that God will speak to us, that, that the heart of God is longing to um, come face to face with us and to breathe out that we might breathe in the breath of God. And um, one of the definitions for the Bible is that it's, it's God-breathed, or that it's um, God-inspired. God didn't literally grab the pen, but God had people that were willing to hold a pen and to listen and to write. And, um, yeah, so what I want to do tonight is um, this thing called Lectio Divina. Who's heard of that? Quite a few people. Awesome. That's like a practice of... Um, reading scripture and listening to scripture 
to hear from God. Um, and it's kind of, I guess, a way of sitting with scripture without um, trying to dissect it for the nuts and bolts of what's there, but listening to it to hear what God is highlighting to us, what God is saying to us. And so I guess the, to kind of um, look back at where we've been in the last few weeks, I spoke two weeks ago about humility and about um, how that posture of humility is um, something that enables us to um, come into relationship with God. And that the crux of humility isn't um, a kind of like beat yourself down, false humility, but it's kind of um, a freedom from fear. It's kind of this courageous um, thing that I think is beautifully embodied by like little children. So kids aren't afraid to like kind of run and fall over, or well, they're not afraid to ask a question and kind of be exposed as not having all the answers. And I think when Jesus says, come to me like the little children, or blessed are the little children, that's the spirit that he's blessing, um, that willingness just to be like open. And so that's, um, I guess, the spirit that I would encourage us to be in tonight as we reflect on the scripture. Hopefully the motorbikes will go away. Oh. Um, yeah, so what I'm going to do is pray for us in a minute, and then we'll spend a little bit of time of getting quiet. And I would just encourage you guys to um, be somewhere comfy. If your seats are sufficiently comfy, that's cool. But if you want to um, sit on the ground or lean against the wall, that's that's fine too. And um, the practice of Lectio Divina is that um, we read through the scripture a few times slowly and kind of just listen. And I'll guide you through that. But first, I'm going to pray for us. So maybe um, shut your eyes. Lord God, you are patient and loving and generous. And you long to be with us. You long to abide with us. And so as we read your word tonight, I just pray for a silencing of voices of shame. Um, and I pray, God, that we would have um, curiosity and willingness to have ears to hear you. God, I pray that you would capture our imaginations with something from your word. Just to let yourself kind of focus on that and um, 
almost like turn it over in your mind. Um, don't feel the need to kind of have to figure out what it means, but just sort of sit with that. So I'm going to read for us. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets in many ways, in many ways and at many times. But in these last days, he has spoken to, her, to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking. But there is a place in the Psalms where it says, What is humankind that you are mindful of them? A son of man that you care for him. You made humankind a little lower than the angels. You crowned them with glory and honour and put everything under their feet. And putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet at present we do not see everything subject to them. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honour because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praises. Notice in your imagination um, what's kind of lingering.
this time. Um, again, if there's a particular thing that kind of grabs your attention, just sit with that. Um, listen for um, what kind of invitation God might be um, calling you to notice in that. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in many various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. It is not to angels that he has subject, subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? a son of man that you care for him. You made them a little lower than the angels. You crowned them with glory and honour and put everything under their feet. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet at present we do not see everything subject to them. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honour because he suffered death so that the grace of God might taste death for everybody. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praise. So you might just want to take a moment to um, kind of have that word lead you into prayer to any thoughts or requests or desires or kind of um, resistance that comes up in response to that just to um, kind of breathe that out to God um, to pour that out to God so we'll just take a few, a few moments to do that
us to do now is um, just in like little clusters of people, um, just to bless one another, just to say like maybe something along the lines of like, you are the beloved of God and I bless um, what God is speaking to you or I bless God in you. And if um, you want to share something that's come up and, and kind of check that with people around you, you can, you can do that, um, but you don't have to share. So we'll just take a few minutes to kind of share um, and maybe bless each other, maybe in kind of threes or fours or whatever's kind of a convenient number. Um, yeah, cool, let's do that.
kind of bit about how Jesus chose to come low and be human and be intimate with us. So our God is immense, but also like intimate and so just like in the dirt. Um, and I think at Blueprint we like like to talk about kind of the in the dirt Jesus. Um, but there's also this kind of immenseness as well. And so yeah, I guess my um, on the page here, written in big letters with a big square around it, um, is Jesus longs to abide with us. And I just wanted to really tell you guys that tonight, that God really, really wants to be your friend um, and for you to meet God um, in those moments of, whoa, it's big, but also in those kind of quiet little intimate, kind of like, I would say that the sort of us meditating on scripture is kind of an intimate moment where we kind of invite God to be with us and near us and breathe into us. Um, yeah, Jesus revealed God by being himself. And um, we see God not in just what Jesus did, but in who he was. The cross was an action, but it was an action of love. And so, yeah. We, we realise like what the heart behind the action is by getting to know the person, and we know that too with God. So yeah, I've had a bit more time to like process my kind of thinking about the scripture. You guys have had less time. Um, yeah, but I'll just kind of stay up here for a little bit, and if anyone wants to be brave and just um, share something, that would be cool. And if not, that's okay too. Um, yeah. Yes. Hi guys. Alright, one more glory. Also, one in the King James says something quite interesting. It says in Hebrews 10 verse 12, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church while I sing praise unto thee. That one stood out and intrigued me. Hmm. And I uh, got taste and death, and there's one more besides glory. I forget what it was. Next is. You also could probably just stand up where you are. You don't actually have to really use the microphone. He's not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. For me, that spoke. Uh, to the fact that was why Christ is not ashamed to call any of his children his brothers and sisters, yet I still have some sort of shame about talking to all of my brothers and sisters here on earth. Um, and so it's just calling me deeper into um, trying to love everyone as Christ did. Thanks, Mark. out to me just because I felt like the whole passage is so kind of daunting. It's kind of like if you sum up the story of God, Jesus, humanity, and the church kind of in one scripture, that's kind of the closest you'll come. It's like, whoa, this is pretty big scale. And then I guess just thinking like 
how different that is to the perspectives that we usually hold. Um, I think particularly in like spaces of bad mental health, we have very kind of closed perspectives and we think things can never change and um, yeah, then just hearing this, it's like this, this story is so big, vast and is so good and it is always good um, and it's just encouraging that even when our perspectives are kind of like this and <coughs> feel, yeah, really negative. We could go maybe one or two more people. Pushing you guys into a vulnerable space, but it's good. Go, Dale. Um, the thing that struck me was um, Jesus being the heir to all things. So um, not only is he like the heir to the kingdom, but also like the Lord of everything in our lives, and just kind of wrestling with like mm-hmm. holding things back from God. So um, the thing that stood out to me was pioneer of their salvation and it's just at first it stood out to me because suddenly the passage is going from you know being all about the omnipresence of God and how God is everywhere right down into how God is so personal mm. and then it just sort of struck me this whole way as to how for each of us God has continually throughout right from the beginning of his word and throughout has been trying to restore and reconcile us to Christ and Christ is you know a real embodiment of that act I guess for me um, on part of sort of talking about how Jesus kind of made himself alone in the angels for a while mm. just how far like, he was willing to go for us like when you think about how far and it's also how he was raised to God and fought with God and it's how far he would go just for us it's kind of I can remember the word, it was radiance uh, and, and intense brightness. That's the brightest person I know in the least three ways. The smartest, the most optimistic, and the literally brightest. Anyone else with like a burning desire to speak? Now's your moment. Cool. Thanks for being willing to go go with us, guys. That's really beautiful. I think kind of um, where I want to leave this then is with the few people just kind of echoing that sentiment about the power of Jesus 
was big to um, choose to go, like be belong, to go down to meet, meet with us and to be with us. And so as we um, come together to worship, would we, um, I would invite you guys to, to celebrate that and to, um, yeah, just revel in the fact that God loved you enough and that that is um, the freedom we have. So, um, yeah, I might invite the worship crew up to um, lead us in song as we celebrate God. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to read a little prayer that I wrote, which might actually be applicable. It's kind of the only thing I did write. Um, so maybe I'll just pray as these guys get set up. Lord, we thank you that you are the breath of life we need. When we abide in you, you abide in us and you reconcile us to be more fully who you created us to be. God, we thank you for your generous love that we see in Jesus. We thank you that Jesus, you came not to condemn us, but to set us free. May the words you've spoken to us take root in our hearts. As we sing, God, would you continue to um, have that kind of, that word sink deeper into our souls. May our knowing of you change how we see ourselves and how we see others. That as we keep company with you, Jesus, as we abide with you, um, would you renew us to see the world in you? to be inspired um, into action and um, into kind of foolish hope about um, all the amazing ways that you're at work in this bigger picture that we can only try and grapple with God. Thank you for the hope that comes from you. Thank you, Jesus, that you love us so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen.